This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, Value Investors. So I have some housekeeping to take care of before I start this episode. If you're listening to the Value Investor Podcast, do you even know that I host a second podcast each week? I do indeed, and it's called the Zach's Market Edge Podcast. And on that podcast, I usually have guests on, uh, only my Zach's colleagues. So they come on to discuss what's going on in the market. We talk about a wider variety of subjects. We just covered commodities. We've covered cryptocurrencies, blockchain, cannabis, the housing market, Chinese stocks, gold, anything that's going on, um, we'll cover it over there. A lot of different episodes in the economy, whether or not we're going into a recession, what happens when we come out of the pandemic, things like that. So it's a bigger, wider issues that we discuss, but I also have stock suggestions on that podcast. So you might want to tune in if you're listening to the Value Investor Podcast and you'd like to get the stock suggestions that I do on this show. We also do them on the Zach's Market Edge podcast. So check that one out as well. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, a whole bunch of other platforms. But be sure to get that one, Zach's Market Edge podcast. You can get both of these every week. So a lot of stock picks in all of those. So be sure to check that out. Okay, so that's done. And now we're going to talk about value stocks. So over the years, I've done podcasts about small cap value stocks, which historically have been the best performing asset class. I know it's hard to believe because the last, say, five years or so, that has not been the case and growth has crushed the value, both small caps, mids, large, it doesn't matter what it is. It's pretty much crushed it all. But historically, small cap value is the best performing asset class. Now, small cap value did soar coming out of the pandemic in late 2020 and to start 2021. We all got excited. Oh, this is the chance. This is the time. Small cap, it's coming back. And it was led by energy and the banks. Now, remember, in the small cap indexes that you may own, uh, you know, in like a 401k or an IRA type of thing, um, those ETFs that own the broad bucket of small cap value stocks, usually banks are going to be like the biggest area. Banks, insurance companies, they all put under the umbrella of financials. So that's why small cap value really hasn't gone anywhere the last couple of years because the banks have really lagged. Other than a few spurts where they've They've had a, a few mini rallies, but then they've pulled back or treaded water for the next you know, year, not gone anywhere. Um, but that nothing lasts forever, right? So I own small cap value uh, ETFs because I want to be prepared for when banks especially have their big turnaround. I've been waiting many years. I did think it would happen last decade. But it still hasn't happened, but nothing stays in a bear market for forever. So the, the banks, the smalls and the bigs will be in a bullish uh, rally type of mode again at some point. But let's take a look at one of the ETFs, the value ETFs, to kind of see what it's done this year. And it gives us an idea of what's happening with small cap value in general. 
So I chose to look at the Invesco S&P Small Cap 600 Pure Value ETF Fund. The ticker is RZ as in Zoo, V as in Victor, RZB. And I like this ETF and I've talked about it on various podcasts because these pure value, they also have a pure growth one, but these pure ETFs try to actually find true value stacks. And I'm not saying all the other value ETFs don't find value, but if they own, you know, a thousand stocks or 800 stocks, there simply aren't enough value stocks for them to all be value. So you're inevitably getting some growth in there. So that's why these are called pure because they really are trying to exclude the growth names out of it. So there's only 166 holdings in this ETF and it's forward PE right now is 14.9. So just under where I like to look for value, which is 15 times price to book is at 1.2. So that's cheap. And the average market cap is at 1.46 billion. So about 1.5 billion. Um, so anything under these days, I would say two and a half billion maybe is considered small cap. Anything under a billion is like truly a small cap. Um, but with with the market caps, you know, so high now, you you're not really stretching that much to include something that's at two or even two point five billion into the small cap category here. But this one average market cap of 1.5 billion. So yeah, these are small caps. Uh, so I took a look at what areas are in it. Financials, as as I just said, are going to be the biggest category. They're 19.8% of this fund. Industrials are 18.9%. So almost right neck and neck with the financials now for the industrials. Consumer discretionary, 16.9. Energy back up there at 11.5. Materials, 11.2, both of those areas have really rallied this year. Information tech is just 5.7. And then co um, communication services is what the area is called. It's just 3.6%, but communication services now includes names in big caps like Facebook, the social media stocks are included in that category. So those are your kind of your tech techie areas and obviously much smaller because everybody's been buying the tech names and there's not much value with the tech names. So you're basically getting banks, industrials, consumer discretionary are the three overwhelmingly big areas for this pure value ETF fund. So what has it been doing? So over the last year, so this is September 2020 through September 2021, it's up 70%. Year to date, it's up 36.9%. But most of that year to date was early on in 2021. And now it's just kind of been uh, treading water, I like to say, over the last uh, five to six months. So over the last six months, this ETF is actually down 3.7%. And so you can see some of the weakness in the small caps, including in the value um, that has brought this overall ETF down 3.7% in the last six months. So I am seeing with the weakness in the small caps, you know, some buying opportunities in small cap value. As I said, I still really love the financials. I still really like those banks. You do have to be really patient 
if you're buying any of the banks. I own two of them in my own portfolio here at Saks at the Value Investor. And um, I own a, I own one of those in my own personal portfolio. And I just kind of keep buying on the dips because the shares aren't really going anywhere, but they're paying me a dividend for my patients for now. And I still consider them to be cheap. And when those rates start to rise, which maybe they will at some point, right? At some point they're gonna have to, then I feel like the banks are the place you will wanna be. So um, I'm interested in all of that area. And so I still like the small cap value area, but how do I find the good quality small caps? So they're usually not mentioned on like CNBC or Bloomberg or Fox Business. You don't see them talked about that much on Robinhood or stock twits unless they're like some kind of meme stock like GameStop, which used to be a value stock. And so those were mentioned on as a meme stock. And they're little followed by analysts because of the small cap uh, nature. They're lucky if they have one to three analysts covering um, a lot have only one analyst covering. So you never really see anything in the news about, you know, them having analyst upgrades or uh, even just being talked about by anybody, basically. But that's why we like them, right? Because this is where you can find some hidden gems and some real buying opportunities in cheap stocks. So I was going to create my own screen to find these stocks. And I actually went on Zax.com. I started, you know, building it, including the Zacks rank, of course. And then I was like, eh, what am I doing? We've got to have like some kind of predefined screen on our screening tool that includes the small caps um, because I know I've looked at one in the past. So um, I scroll through all the predefined screens and there is one on there. But I didn't really like what it was called. It's called small caps with big growth. Well, that's not going to help me. I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, cheap small cap stocks. Not I don't really care about the growth component. That's fine. That would be awesome if I could get cheap small cap growth stocks of some sort. Um, but still, I decided to take a look at what was in the screen and run it anyways. And I was skeptical that it really would include anything, but it did say it was looking for those stocks with low valuations. So how does it look for low valuations? Well, it turns out it uses the price to sales ratio. And that of course has to be under one. Now the price to sales ratio I've talked about on the podcast in the past, and I've done whole episodes with just price to sales. And it is a powerful tool for those of us looking for cheap stocks. Now, remember, a price to sales ratio under one indicates value because you're buying the sales for less than they're worth. So a price to sales ratio of, say, 0.5, so 0.5 means I'm paying 50 cents for every dollar of the sales that that company is generating. So that's a deal. I'm getting that on sale, literally on sale. So this screen looks for anything all those price to sales ratios under one it also of course includes the zax ranks of number ones or number twos which i was going to put in my own screen so yay um, i want to see rising earnings estimates because that's going to get me um you know hopefully a little bit better story 
on the, the companies that show up in the screen. It had a market cap of under a billion. So that's pretty small. That's smaller than that ETF that I just talked about. So under a billion is true small cap stocks. And then average volume over 100,000 shares. And it includes the average volume because you really don't want to get like some micro cap company that, you know, has the covering analyst. So it's got the Zach's rank, but it only trades, you know, 20,000 shares a day and literally no one is following it. So I'm trying to eliminate that. It also, the stock price had to be over $5.00. That eliminates, you know, the dollar and under the penny stocks. Yes, I know many of you love the penny stocks, but I'm looking for something a little bit better quality than some of those. So it had to be over $5 and then you had this 100,000 shares. Now on the growth aspect of it, it did look for kind of aggressive growth greater than 20% year over year. But right now, given what happened a year ago with the pandemic, there are quite a few companies that are growing those earnings over 20%, you know, this year versus last year, because everything was so depressed last year. So that's the growth area is a little bit easier to come by actually than the, the value part of the screen. So plugging all that in and running the screen, it gave me 29 stocks. That's pretty good because in the pseudo screen I was running uh, before I gave up, I was screening for similar things, and I was still getting over like 200 uh, stocks, and it was just too many. So 29 stocks is doable, and it's interesting what's in the screen. So it's a little different than what we've been seeing in, in the past. So I have to say, there's no home builders in there, not a single home builder. So what does that say? Things are changing out there in terms of what's cheap, especially now that we're finishing up the second quarter earnings season. So what was the predominant area then of the 29 stocks? It's not home builders, it's not banks, it is retail. So a ton of retailers making this list. They're reporting very good quarters and the stocks are cheap and they've got that earnings growth because it was so awful for them last year. But this year it's not. The economy's reopening, people are buying clothes, shoes, uh, watches, you know, diamond rings, all this stuff this year because uh, they've been pent up. They're going back to work or back to school and they want to buy some of these things. So um, retail big on this list. So I picked out five stocks that you might want to put on your watch list as some of these cheap, small stocks and tune into their stories and kind of see what's going on. Um, Some of them are retail, but I tried to include a few that were at least outside of the retail area um, without a ton of success of finding super good quality names. Um, And there's one that I actually kicked off and I'm going to talk a little bit about it and why I decided to like kind of kick it off the list. So I will mention what it is, but let's just jump right in and I am going to start with one of the retailers. So this is one you might not be as familiar with. It's Calaris, Calaris. C-A-L, I've talked about it on the past and I've said the same thing, like you might not know this one, but you do know its brands. So it's a shoe retailer and their biggest chain is Famous Footwear. They also own Sam Edelman, Naturalizer, Alan Edmonds, Vionic, and Dr. Scholl's. They have a thousand, uh, more than a thousand retail locations. They also sell online. 
They sell through third party, like Dr. Scholl's, for instance, are sold at Nordstrom. They sell in 68 countries, so they are global selling the shoes. And second quarter was their most profitable quarter ever. So that that says a lot about what's going on right there. Net sales up 34.7% year over year, but remember last year was terrible. Uh, global supply chain headwinds, though, are still with all of these retailers. They are all manufacturing globally, and a lot of countries are getting hit by that Delta outbreak. Um, and so a lot of people facing still these global supply chain issues. Price to sales, just 0.33. Um, I did look at its PE, 6.6, so dirt cheap even on PE. They do pay a dividend, yielding 1.3%. That's unusual for a small cap company. They have a market cap of 831 million. What have the shares done? Year to date, up 42%. But over the last three months, because everybody's like, this is over. We're done with the retail now. It's all done and supply chain is hitting. So we don't want to own this. So over the last three months, the shares are down 20%. So it's basically entered into a bear market. It is cheap. Keep some of these on your watch list. It may still slide further if the small caps continue to slide. So it's going to take down all of them, but it could get even cheaper here uh, going forward if further weakness continues. So keep that in mind with all of these. Keep them on your watch list because, uh, you know, they're on sale, but they could get cheaper. So Calorous, C-A-L, is the ticker. The second one I've mentioned before, Haverty Furniture, HVT. I still love the furnitures. They have 100 showrooms in 16 states, remember. They are super shareholder friendly, paying a dividend. It yields 3% right now. That's pretty decent, again, especially for a small cap. And they're doing a share buyback. $25 million share buyback. They have a market cap of $615 million. There's X number two right now, uh, buy. And what has the shares done? So year to date, they're up 23%. But over the last three months, again, because everybody thinks, oh, we're done. Furniture's over. We don't need to buy that outdoor furniture anymore because we're not going to be going outdoors. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what anyone's thinking. Uh, that sounds absurd when I say that, right? But the furniture makers are not seeing a slowdown. Housing market remains strong, and you always buy new furniture when you get a new house. You always do. I don't, I don't care who you are. You're just going to do it. So Haverty still expects strong quarters throughout the end of the year. But over the last three months, the shares are down almost 30%. So a huge pullback here making them as cheap as ever. Price to sales is just 0.65. PE is just 6.8. Um, as I said, it's a Zach's number two buy. But if these slide further, then it's even more of a deal. So again, keep this one on your watch list because I have it on mine. Haverty Furniture HVT is the ticker. Okay, the third one is Express. I can't believe I'm mentioning it. I think I've talked about it maybe several years ago. On one of the, you know, is it a value or a value trap type of shows? Express EXPR is the ticker. Yes, it's apparel. It's been left for dead several times because they have most of their stores in the malls, and the malls are supposed to be over, right? It only has a market cap of 364 million, so it's very small, no dividend. Shares had been as cheap as 57 cents earlier. 
this year and within the last year, um, up 489% year to date because they've soared off that 57 cents and then they're now trading over $5 at about 5.36 here. Over the last three months, shares are up only 5.1% because again, people getting nervous about apparel, the supply chain, what is holiday season gonna look like, all of that stuff. Price to sales, just 0.23. Margins have been improving at all these apparel retailers. They do have uh, pricing power and they have low inventory. So if you want the product, we are now being trained. We have to buy it like almost immediately or you won't get it. Specifically on jeans. Try to buy some jeans out there. Good luck. Good luck to you all. <laughs> I've tried. Um, but if you see them, you're going to buy them. You're not going to care if they're even on sale, even at 20% off. You're not going to care. So that's what's happening with all these companies right now. Um, Express is expected to lose 46 cents this year, but make 18 cents next fiscal year. So they don't have a PE. This is a little more risky one. You might uh, keep it on your watch list. These kinds of uh, retailers, you might want to just trade, not buy and hold kind of thing. So that's Express EXPR. Next one is not a retailer, it's Titan Machinery. I've mentioned it before, TITN is the ticker. They do agriculture and construction equipment stores in both the US and Europe, remember. They have 60 or 75 stores in North America, 34 in Europe. They do both construction and agriculture equipment. And they said the construction segment was also very strong in this last second quarter. They raised full year guidance and uh, they said equipment demand momentum continued. That's both on the ag and the construction side. So what's happening with these shares year to date up 37%, but over the last three months, similar to the retailers down 11.6% because the small caps have been kind of weak here, just in general, market cap of just 591 million price to sales, 0.38, so dirt cheap there. PE, 13.4, still also cheap. So Zach's number one, strong buy, but no dividend with this one. So if you're interested in an agriculture play and you've been eyeing maybe Deer or Agco or um, you know on the equipment side, this is a way to get into that, maybe at a cheaper price, but they're actually not manufacturing the equipment, they're just selling it through their stores. So I guess this is another retail stock. <laughs> now that I think about it, they're all retail. That's all I'm giving you today. Um, so that's Titan Machinery, T-I-T-N, just a little bit different kind of retail than the other ones. Okay, and then our fifth stock is Jack's Pacific, J-A-K-K. -K. I haven't mentioned them in forever. They are toys and toys are, have been on fire. We've been trapped inside and so we've been buying games and you know just general we've been just buying the toys second quarter sales up 43 percent year over year but of course last year stunk but up 18 percent from 2019 so that kind of tells you what's going on right they're even beating 2019 now highest gross margins for the company since 2016. now they did talk about supply chain toys made in asia Vietnam factories are closed. Thailand also having issues. Philippines also issues. So that's going to be an issue with all of these companies. So if you can get it on, on uh, dips or sell-offs, that kind of thing, 
then uh, that's what you should be doing. So this is a very small cap company, market cap of just 126 million. So this is the smallest one I've talked about. Price to sales, 0.2. PE is 75, however. (laughs) So that's why it doesn't show up in my PE screens, right? But just on the price to sales, it's dirt cheap. I'm only paying 20 cents for every dollar of sales. So this is axe number two, um, used to, uh, no, that's the other one. Okay, so no dividend with Jax, but if you're interested in the hot toy area and they have some hot brands, then this is one to maybe be looking at for the upcoming holiday season, even though there are these uh, uncertainties with the supply chain. So what has the stock done? Year to date, it's up 149%, so red hot. But over the last three months, it's down about 8%. So it is feeling the pressure of the small caps selling off here. So again, if small caps continue to be weak or enter into a correction, a 10% down, these types of companies could get hit even harder and you'll get it even cheaper. So that's why I talk about the watch list here, right? Okay, so Jack Specific, J-A-K-K. Now the company that I was maybe going to talk about that is not a retail <laughs> or anything related to that. Um, I kicked it off, but I'm gonna mention it here. It's RCM Technologies, ticker RCMT. And they say in their little uh, byline, the source of smart solutions. So this is more like an IT area um, and information technology type of company. So they, they are in aerospace, IT services, energy, healthcare. It's very small, 76 million market cap. Price to sales is 0.46, so almost 0.5. PE is at 21. Uh, The shares have been surging. I couldn't really find out why. So over the last, uh, well, year to date, they're up 265%. Three months, they're up 100%. Used to trade under $2. It's now trading at $7.56. So somebody has found it and decided they could trade it, make a lot of money here good for them but um a little bit dubious on this big move it's had so this is the only one that isn't really weak right now so you might want to keep this one on your watch list too earnings expect to make 32 cents this year 36 cents next year so it is earnings positive this year and next year hopefully it did lose 73 cents last year we only have one analyst on it So those earnings estimates are, you know, nobody else is checking them, (laughs) let's put it that way. It's just one analyst deciding what what they think is going to happen here. So small cap companies, you got to really pay attention. Some of these bigger retailers like an Express, it's in the news. They might even talk about it on CNBC on like Fast Money or something. But they're not going to be talking about some of these other ones, even Jack Specific on the toy side. I, I never heard him talk about that one. Um, and, you know, even, well, Titan Machinery, never heard that one. Um, Express, they have talked about, never heard him mention Haverty or even Calaris. And that one is 831 million market cap. So that's not even that small. But they don't even talk about that one. So you have to do your own research on these. You use all the areas of information you can, including, you know, uh, Yahoo Finance, check out those earnings estimates, look on Zax.com for earnings estimates info. Um, another area I like to use is StockTwits, 
because sometimes people do post information or articles about things going on at a company on StockTwits. So they might say like, hey, they're, you know, Calaris is opening up or launching a new product. I just did see that Sam Edelman, that's one of their brands, is launching a perfume line, apparently. So that was in the news. So stuff like that you might find on StockTwits. Also, listen in on those conference calls. That is vital, but it's giving you an actual in to the management. So they're sitting there telling you uh, what's going on at the company and you can just follow along. So definitely listen into the conference calls. And I like the conference calls better than the actual transcripts. Transcripts are better than nothing, but I like to hear the tone in people's voices. I like to hear, um, you know, the tone in the questions that kind of thing, because it does tell you a little bit more information than just what might be on the printed transcripts. So keep that in mind too. And it's kind of fun to listen in on the conference calls, especially if it's a company you know something about or you like a lot, then uh, you can really find out what's going on and what is driving the business and what will drive it into 2022 here. So definitely listen in on those conference calls because you'll get a lot of information there. So there's a lot going on with the small caps, but uh, small cap overall is very uh, weak right here. That means we're going to get more value and some that might be a little expensive now could fall back into the value category if we get a bigger correction on the Russell 2000 here. So Keep that in mind. That's why, again, I like having a watch list on some of these because they're cheap now, but if I can get them even cheaper, even better. So um, I will be patient a little bit here as I watch these. So let me recap all the tickers I talked about today. So if you are just interested in that pure uh, ETF, the uh, pure value ETF, that had the fees of 0.35% but you're paying to get a little more specialized on the value side than you would with say one of the Vanguard ETFs for value, which are really cheap on the fees. So it only holds 166 stocks. Remember the ticker is RZV. Then we talked about various retailers. Um, There was Calares at CAL, that's the shoes, Haverty on furniture, HVT, Express on apparel, EXPR, Titan Machinery on Agriculture and Construction Machinery Retailer, TITN, and then Jack's Pacific, uh, J-A-K-K, is that ticker, and they're on toys. So not technically a retailer, but toy side of thing. And then uh, the one I kicked off, but I mentioned it anyways, RCM Technologies is RCMT. RCMT is the ticker on that one. You might want to check it out. That's a very small cap, only 76 million market cap there. So a lot of interesting things on the small caps. You don't want to miss a single episode because I'm trying to bring you as many value stocks as I can every week. And the value area is kind of intriguing right now. There is value out there. Um, Even as the stock markets, you know, the major indexes really remain kind of near their all-time highs other than the small caps. So a lot of small cap value is emerging and getting cheaper. So if you felt like you missed some of these rallies last year in 2020 off those coronavirus lows, especially on the retail side, but now we're we're having this pullback, um, correction, 
or even a bear type of pullback in some of these names, this could be a chance to get in at a much cheaper level. So keep your wish list and your watch list handy because it could be interesting over the next couple months. And as always, you can subscribe to get the Value Investor Podcast every week, just like the Zach's Market Edge. I'm bringing it to you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Be sure to get us somewhere, and I'll see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.